Hello, I'm James Cridland, the Radio Futurologist, and every week or so I write a newsletter all about radio trends and the future of radio. And every week, theoretically, uh, I record it and put it out as a podcast without any editing because I'm trying to learn how to do this better. That's my plan. Uh, this week, I didn't go into too many things in great detail, but I started by talking about a, um, a, a new job that Global has just given somebody. It's an interesting and bold move for a UK radio broadcaster. Sharon Dastor has joined Global as Senior Programming and Content Advisor. Why is that interesting? Well, She's been a senior programmer for iHeartRadio for a while. She's now working at a record company. She's never worked in the UK. She's based in the US. And uh, that's interesting for two reasons. Firstly, because, well, wouldn't it be interesting if you were a UK radio company to get closer to record companies in the US? That makes a bunch of sense. But secondly, a company linked to Global is trying to buy half of iHeartRadio. So who knows? Maybe Sharon is a clever person to have on side. Very clever um, move by uh, Global there. Um, staying in the US, nobody was interested in buying an AM license this time around from the FCC. There are a few of those available uh, in some kind of weird auction thing, and uh, nobody bought one. And nor did anybody buy a third of the FM licenses, which were also available. David Oxenford, who's an excellent media lawyer that everybody should hire, uh, says it's all about local ownership rules. Don't know about that, but whatever it is, uh, interesting to see that not everything uh, has uh, sold in this particular way. There's a brand new uh, podcast out there, a podcast app out there. It's called Solve. It's not really a podcast app because uh, all of the audio that you record in it doesn't ever come out of it. There's no RSS feeds. doesn't make it a podcast, really. But in any case, um, I linked to their uh, press release or their write-up um, over the week. Um, and guess how the press release starts? It starts, In 1979, the Buggles popularised the idea and the song that video killed the radio star. Uh, another lady, lazy Buggles lead in this particular case. Is it lead or lead? Lead? Lead. L-E-D-E. I don't know. Somebody will tell me. Anyway, uh, it's annoying. Uh, and it's particularly annoying from somebody that uh, is currently building something that uh, simply won't work and will go away in a year. Um, now, uh, an excellent clip of BBC Radio 4 was posted onto the internet by a nice chap called David Harper. David Harper is, uh, it says here, a presenter and newsreader, mostly BBC World Service, also BBC Radio 2, LBC News and others. My goodness, uh, anybody will have him. Anyway, he posted a little clip of BBC Radio 4 and it sounded like this. A man from Oxfordshire who's raising money for charity has decided to put a bit of a twist on the classic Land's End John O'Groats journey chosen by many a fundraiser. Paul Taylor, a motorbike enthusiast from Wantage, is taking an 1,800-mile road trip in memory of a friend who died from cancer. But he's only visiting places with rude or funny names and will be riding a moped with a top speed of 28 miles an hour. Along the way, he'll take in Happy Bottom Nature Reserve in Dorset, Wallyford in East Lothian and Crackpot in Yorkshire. But as Catherine Cracknell reports, there are a few other locations we really can't mention on air. Paul Taylor will start his 12-day trip on Wednesday in...
Tipton in Dorset, which he said he chose because of its appealing name. From there, he's hoping to take in Arse Hill and the Sandy Balls New Forest Holiday Park up to Pole Green before heading further north to locations such as Ho, Bend, Burn Path and as far as on Orkney. <laughs> which is uh, an excellent little piece of audio. Thank you very much, David Harper, for posting that. I hope I don't get uh, demonetized or taken off uh, the internet for uh, using that as well. Very good. Uh, Radio 4 has also been covering biscuits uh, as well, which is always important, uh, just so that you know. Uh, although it turns out that this was in the Radio 4 food programme, which is probably acceptable. And they were talking about McVitie's digestives. Ian Dealey uh, tweeted, that apparently 11 million McVitie's digestives are made every single day, and they're called digestives because they were sold to help prevent flatulence. There you go, what you know and what you don't know. Uh, Anyway, um, back to the US. On the media tackled the oft-quoted research that listeners find female voices annoying to listen to. Um, Now, uh, I remember when sound women was a thing um, in uh, 2005 or so, uh, in the UK. Uh, sound women was a good, good thing, now no longer, sadly. But one of the things that um, it would jump up about, uh, jump up and down about and uh, say is that there was some research done a long, long time ago that said that listeners find female voices annoying to listen to, and we can't even find out where this research was. So interestingly enough, On the Media has traced this research all the way back to Radio Broadcast magazine from the 1920s. It was compiled for by a female editor, by the way. And uh, yes, that research does exist, and it is at least partially the fault of AM broadcasting and early microphones, as some 1927 Bell Labs research highlighted as well. It's got something to do with the frequency response. Uh, And um, yeah, so really interesting to learn that there is actually some science uh, behind that. not saying it's right. Don't at me. Uh, And finally, RIP Phil Valentine, who was a radio host for WTN in Nashville in Tennessee. In December last year, he tweeted, I have a very low risk of getting COVID and dying of it. If I do, why would I risk getting a heart attack or paralysis by getting the vaccine? And he then went on to record a parody song called Vaxman which was as funny as it sounds, mocking the vaccine and mocking any of his listeners who wanted to protect himself, uh, wanted to protect themselves. As you might guess, Phil Valentine died of COVID-19 on Saturday. Um, I would suggest that as radio presenters and people in the audio industry, we have power and that we should use it wisely. Now, thank you to Barry Stevenson who says, thanks for digging this out. It keeps an old radio guy up to date. Thank you, Barry. And to T. Carter Ross. Haven't heard from T. Carter Ross for a number of years. Uh, And he says, thanks for pointing to that Spotify paper on language use. Really interesting. Um, So thank you both for your kind coffees this week. We went through a period of lockdown a couple of weeks ago. Not in lockdown anymore. So I've uh, gone out and spent that. So thank you very much. Thanks also to James Masterton, Richard Hilton and Brun Audio Consulting for your ongoing support uh, of this newsletter and podcast. I'm very grateful to you. It's not that necessary. But if you do want to support my work in any way, you can buy me a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash James Cridland. You can become a member to give regularly or, you know, just give a one-off coffee or five if you like. And um, I have literally just changed what it says on your credit card receipt. Uh, It used to um, have some kind of podcast newsletter beginning with P on there. Um, 
but it's got nothing to do with that anymore. And so now it says J. Cridland, Amazing Brill on it. Amazing Brill being short for my uh, proprietary company here in Australia. So anyway, I mentioned that, but basically um, um, to help Google in the newsletter version and um, just in case it's of vague interest uh, for you listening. Uh, my professional website has more detail about who I am and what I do. It's at james.cridland.net. And until next time, keep listening.